It's the Real Roots Radio podcast, on-demand content highlighting the best information and entertainment from the Real Roots Radio team. Here's to Your Health provides valuable information from Dr. Kevin Sherritt for the betterment of our personal and community health. Brought to you by the Rural Health Clinics of Green Memorial Hospital. Here's Roy Hatfield. It is that time once again, time for Here's to Your Health, where we're joined by Dr. Kevin Sherritt of the Rural Health Clinics of Green Memorial Hospital, serving Cedarville, Yellow Springs, and Jamestown. And the good doctor joining us today on a Tuesday morning, as he does every Tuesday at 930. Good morning, doctor. Welcome into the program. Hey, good morning, Roy. Always great to have you on to uh, chat uh, about health and coronavirus and uh, everything in between. And uh, speaking of rural health, uh, there was an interesting, uh, uh, I know President Trump has been talking about this uh, here lately and, and possibly some more funding for it. Absolutely. You know, rural health is becoming more and more of a prominent initiative uh, at the federal level and at the state level. And, uh, you know, for us at the local level, certainly, as we're looking at our rural communities and how we can better serve them and, and grow into uh, the uh, communities that are underserved that have been designated by the federal government and by the uh, governor of the state of Ohio as rural uh, health areas that, that are underserved. So the president uh, had initiated an order that would expand rural health services, and uh, specifically one of the things they were looking at is telehealth services. You, you know, there's been such a move in the telehealth arena uh, we were looking back on it the months of April and May. Virtually all of our visits were telehealth visits. Now, certain, you know, fortunately, we've gotten beyond that now where, where people are back in the office and our office schedules are full. But telehealth is a valuable tool that uh, can be utilized for people that uh, have a hard time getting to the office or maybe shouldn't come to the office for various reasons. That was a temporary order that's now been extended to beyond these, this emergency designation and will become uh, part of a permanent uh, fixture in telehealth uh, especially, and that's what was uh, signed yesterday. So tele our rural medicine is getting some attention and uh, getting some uh, uh, mandates to go forward and try to serve the, the rural communities. Uh, now, Doctor, uh, since you mentioned telehealth, I wanted to ask you about that. Uh, what are your feelings about that uh, as far as personally from a, uh, a practicing perspective? Is it something that you like? I, I mean, I believe it's going to grow in the future. Uh, but what are your thoughts on telehealth? Well, you know, it, it's something that's been implemented uh, in a matter of days when uh, the first talk about us implementing telehealth was in March. And by the 1st of April, we were full uh fully involved in, in telehealth. And like I said, the months of April and May, virtually all of our visits were telehealth visits. And, you know, I was skeptical at the beginning, but to, to be honest about it, it, it went better than I expected. And I think there's real value to it. There are instances, uh, you know, we have patients, I, I, for example, have a patient that, that lives uh, in the country south of Washington Courthouse, and this particular individual has muscular dystrophy, and it's, it's very difficult for him to come and see me at the office, uh, and it's difficult for me to get to him, uh, living you know al almost 45 minutes away. And yet, with telehealth, uh, I can engage with him uh, on a regular basis. When problems arise, we can take a look at things, um, and uh, it's been a very valuable tool. So, for uh, the, the proper application, I think it's extremely useful. 
Dr. Kevin Sherrod joining us on Real Roots Radio. Uh, doctor, uh, your good friend and mine, uh, Governor DeWine, will be uh, speaking with the state coming up at uh, 2 o'clock this afternoon. Uh, I, I know I pay a, t- a lot of attention to it. I know you do. And we've talked about this before. When we look at the numbers coming in from COVID-19, uh, what gets the headlines is the cases. But the things that you really have to look at are the hospitalizations, the ICU admissions, and things of that nature. And I've noticed it in the last three days, especially when it comes to cases, last Thursday we had our highest number ever at 1733, but the last three days we've been under 1,000, and uh, hospitalizations uh, have kind of bounced back and forth, uh, but ICU admissions have, have went down a little bit. Can we look at this as a hopeful trend, or is it still a little too soon, and then you have the, the factor of the weekend numbers, sometimes they could kind of lag as well? Well, you know, I think all of the above is right. I, I, you know, we want to be hopeful. Um, one of the things that I look at closely is the positivity rate, and I glanced at it this morning at the positivity rates, and Ohio is still, you know, really doing well with a positivity rate somewhere between 4 and 5%. I think it was 4.6% uh, two days ago was the last number that I had seen, whereas other states in the country, you know, Alabama, for example, is up to almost 22%. Uh, Mississippi, I think, is 21%. Florida's about 19%. Um, but that positivity rate, meaning the, the you know, if you have uh, 100 people tested, how many of those people are testing positive? When that number goes up, we know that the virus is active and aggressive. When that number is staying down and particularly if you can keep it down below 10 percent and in our case below five percent you know that the uh, efforts that you're making whether it be mask or social distancing or hand washing and all of the things you know that we're doing you know that that's being effective because if we were not doing those things that positivity rate would be much higher and like i said in other states particularly in the Sun Belt, they're up close to 22 percent Dr. Kevin Sherrod joining us on Real Roots Radio, talking all things uh, coronavirus. And uh, one of the things that the coronavirus has affected is our uh, fairs in Green and Preble County and fairs from here on out for the rest of the season, uh, those now junior fairs. Yeah, yeah, you know, and that what, the, what they're trying to accomplish is to allow the kids to uh, finish their projects. And, and uh, you know, for many families, this is their yearly vacation, and this is what they do. They invest in this not only a, a lot of financial resources, but a lot of time and effort and energy and family time together. So they, you know, they want to maintain that the best they can. And so having the junior fair was certainly something that was really important and that uh, the uh, state health department had uh, said, hey, you know, we want to do that. But, uh, you know, the, the midway and the attractions and those things, uh, you know, have kind of went by the wayside. Green County Fair, and I think that, as you said, Preble County Fair are both starting today. And I happened to see somebody early this morning that's going to go judge the pig show at the Preble County Fair later today. So um, those are, are great activities, great family activities. But again, you know, the, uh, there will be plenty of uh, uh, signage and other things telling people what they need to do. And just, you know, use common sense. Uh, keep your distance from people and uh, wear the mask uh, and uh, enjoy the fair. Enjoy your family. Enjoy every aspect of it. But this year will be definitely a little different, and hopefully this year will be unique, and it'll be beyond us next year. We won't be talking about this. We'll be talking about more pleasant things for sure, hopefully. But um, the uh, as long as you uh, follow the uh, guidelines, should be fine, and everyone can enjoy the fair. 
Dr. Kevin Sherrod, our guest on Real Roots Radio. Now, Doc, uh, we've kept a, a close eye on uh, not only the vaccine uh, numbers and news that have came out, uh, but uh, treatments. And, and that's really going to be the first thing that's hopefully going to make a big impact in uh, bringing this thing uh, down. Uh, there have been uh, news that's came out of Israel about a uh, positive or a, uh, a treatment that may make some very big news. And, and there's also been news about antibody uh, studies going on in nursing homes. Absolutely, that um, you know the uh, the um, agents that are, are being used just to treat the symptoms and and decrease uh, morbidity, mortality. Those uh, agents uh, we're getting reports almost daily of different agents that are coming out and and combinations of agents that are coming out. And you're right, the report out of the the product out of Israel looks very encouraging and. You know, uh, and having discussions with patients, the, the key to this, and so virtually everything that I see and treat, the key is early detection. So, you know, we don't want people to be paranoid. We don't want people to lose or, you know, to, uh, you know, go crazy over this. By the same token, realize and recognize that the symptoms are varied and that uh, be sensitive to the fact. And if you, you know, you lose your smell, you lose your taste, fever, chills, body aches, uh, respiratory symptoms in general, primarily. If you're developing those symptoms, you know, at least give it some thought that you might have the uh, COVID virus. Contact your primary care provider. I can tell you that all of us are very sensitive to it, and uh, we can do what needs to be done to get early detection. And as we uh, get early detection, those uh, agents that are becoming more and more available will be, be utilized. I saw a report, interesting to me, that kind of tweaked my interest, of a new nasal spray that's being touted for COVID-19 depression. And that uh, with the depression of COVID-19, you know, most of the agents that we use for depression take days to weeks to work. Well, this is an agent that can be used intranasally and is shown to be effective uh, for symptoms within 24 hours. Again, it doesn't do anything for the virus per se, but it's for uh, some of the depression and, and mental health issues that, that go along with this infection. Dr. Kevin Sherrod, always kind enough to join us for a couple of minutes on Real Roots Radio on a Tuesday at 9.30. Uh, now, something that uh, you've had a hand in is coming up tomorrow. We've talked about the uh, pop-up coronavirus testing sites around the state, and we have one right in our own backyard tomorrow coming up at the Nutter Center. That's correct. Um, Green County Health Department has joined forces with the Ohio National Guard, and there's a pop-up site going to be at the Nutter Center tomorrow. Um, I know that... Uh, they have the capability to uh, perform at least 1,400 tests. That's how many orders uh, that I signed for testing, um, and potentially more. You do not need an appointment. You do not need a uh, doctor's uh, prescription. Uh, you can just go and, and show up during the uh, allotted time, and uh, you don't have to leave your vehicle and, and be tested, and the results should be back, uh, you know, depending on uh, what we're seeing. I've seen results coming back as early as uh, 24 hours. I've, typically, though, they're coming back within that 48-hour window. Okay, so uh, that's some good news there. And and speaking of testing, before we go, uh, in President Trump's briefings, and we saw Senate hearings with uh, Dr. Fauci and Admiral uh, Girard uh, talking about testing, uh, it seems like uh, there's more uh, talk about now we need to upgrade from testing to rapid testing to get those uh, results back quicker because if you have to wait three to five days you know the testing is pretty pointless absolutely i mean you know the thing is one of the keys is eliminating the spread early and what's made this 
particular uh, situation very challenging is people are walking around uh, with the uh, virus and shedding the virus and they don't really know it. So the, the more timely we can be in making that diagnosis, the, the better. So the, you're exactly right. The, um, I think we're going to see more and more emphasis and more and more availability on the rapid testing. And uh, those tests are available. Uh, you know, the, we have the technology that we can test somebody and have a result within 15 minutes. Yeah, that's uh, that's something that can uh, take uh, uh, take some relief for folks, and like you said, uh, let them know if they have it quicker, so that they can quarantine, stop the spread, slow the curve. All the uh, catchphrases that we've heard over the last few months, but uh, it seems like that more than anything is going to be what gets us out of this hole that we're in right now. Yeah, I think it could be a game changer for sure once it's available on, on you know on a more um, global basis, and it, it's out there now. Um, and there were, you know, places doing it, but they've just have gotten overwhelmed with uh, the demand for it that uh, they've not been able to keep up with the demand, at least not up till now. Right. And, uh, you know, when we're talking about vaccines, uh, we mentioned uh, therapeutics a few minutes ago, vaccines, uh, a lot of hope uh, that we could possibly get one by the end of the year. But what folks have to realize is, you know, it's not going to be widely available once those vaccines are approved, it's going to be on a basically a case-by-case basis. And I think there are some uh, uh, tribals, uh, for lack of a better word, being set up right now to try to figure out who gets it first. Yeah, I think we'll see kind of a hierarchy, if you will, of uh, indications for people that will be phased in. And it looks like the vaccine, you know, technically is going to be available before the end of this year. But then you know, to go into production and distribution and, and all of that, I, I think we're looking again at least through the first quarter of 2021 before it'll be readily available. Well, fingers crossed on that, and uh, that'll get us out quicker than anything. Dr. Kevin Sherritt, it's always a great pleasure to chat with you, sir, and uh, looking forward to doing it again next Tuesday at 930. Thank you, Roy. Have Thank a great you. Week. Your branches can only grow if your roots run deep. Real Roots Radio. 